Welcome one, welcome all to the M60 podcast. I am your host, John Waltz. This is episode number 15 coming to you from Franklin, Tennessee in the now dark Franklin, Tennessee. I really don't like this time of year. It just gets far, far, far too dark, uh, too early. And, um, you know, you've got to kind of cheat a little bit on your lunch break. And, and in my case, I took a shorter lunch break today so I could actually go out to the golf course and hit some range balls after work and still have some bit of daylight. But anyway, my uh, guest for this episode, I actually met at my home golf course, Mr. Connor Rietveld. And Connor, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what, what you got going other than, uh, than the golf business. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, about what you're doing here in the second second, but uh, just go ahead and give us the, uh, the elevator pitch of, of who you are and, and kind of how we know each other, and then we'll, we'll dive into the interview. Yeah, sounds good. Um, well, first, you know, thanks for having me on, John. Really appreciate it. Um, very excited to talk about just – men and what we go through um so i'm connor reveld i'm originally from northern indiana moved to nashville tennessee area about six years ago and took the view of dad's job went to high school here graduated undergrad a year ago and in may i will finish my master's in sport administration and like you said working at the golf course part-time and it's it's been a ride and i get married in october which we'll get into for sure but uh that is me. That's my life right there. Awesome. Awesome. What part of, uh, of, uh, Northern Indiana? So we are right in between Fort Wayne and South Bend. So it's about eight hours, seven, eight hours from Nashville. Okay. And I'm a big Notre Dame fighting Irish fan, born and raised, bleed blue and gold. We finally beat a top ranked team last week, two weeks ago. Um, even though their starting quarterback wasn't in, but we won't talk about that. And I'm sure we'll lose to an SEC team in the championship. Well, you never know. You never know. I, uh, <laughs> yes. I went to college in uh, Angola, Indiana. So I, I knew a yeah. lot of folks from, uh, the, the region as, uh, as they call it up there. So, yeah. um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's get into the, uh, to the topics, uh, for the interview here. And I'll start off by asking you the same question that I ask everybody else. And that is this to you, Connor Rietveld, what does it mean to be a man in the 21st century in the Western world? Yeah. So first of all, you know, great question. Kudos to you for kind of making your podcast about that. Um, so I, kind of want to two-part this question with the answer. Um, I think the first thing is just uh, a worldly answer and then kind of like a biblical answer um, or the biblical answer just for myself. Um, I think the first worldly, like in, in our world today, I think to be a man um, is you have to be flexible. And there are so many things that in our world today come about, whether it be a pandemic and election that has taken, you know, what, two, three weeks to even elect the president in quotations. And it's just all these different situations that are coming up and we have to be flexible. We have to be able to roll with the punches, um, some people will say. And I think the other characteristics of a man um, in our world today is to just be aware of like who you are not necessarily like be in touch um, with your emotions as some people say, but just know like what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And there's so many studies and um, research around mental health nowadays. And I don't think 20 years ago that was ever talked about, like for men, it was just, you know, go to work, roll up your sleeves, do your job, come home, go to sleep and repeat. And I think there's so many things and so many different jobs now that, we have in different avenues to kind of release that, um, which I think is great. Um, kind of that two-parter, that second-parter. Um, 
So in this little Bible study, we're going through a book called The True Measure of a Man. It's very applicable to this podcast, and I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and just some characteristics that they break down. And chapter we're reading recently is about a man's truth. Um, and just some characteristics it, to be transformed in our character, to grow in wisdom, to love, to have compassion, and to have quality of relationships. So kind of breaking those down is just like what your what is your character like are you growing in wisdom and then do you have quality relationships with those around you um so that's kind of my 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 two-parter answer good good who's the uh, author of that book so that is richard e simmons the third okay um, and once again it's the true measure of a man by richard e simmons the third Okay, good deal. Yeah, we'll put a, a link for that in the show notes as, as always that what I do with uh, anytime a, a book comes up on the, sh- uh, on the show and discussion or, you know, we talk about some recommended reading, I always put links to that in the show notes so uh, the audience can, can access those, those materials. So yeah, that was a, a good answer. I, I, I really do appreciate you doing the, the two parter on that too. A lot of people just kind of narrow it down to the worldly view and kind of stick with that or um they don't necessarily break it up into into two parts like that and enter as concise so you you mentioned that um you're currently uh, finishing up your master's in uh, uh sports administration is that the correct yes sir sport administration sport management it, it's all the same gotcha gotcha so and you're you're getting married soon and you're 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 starting that uh, that trek into life into young adulthood that uh, that we've all taken. So let's let's talk about some of the things that you're uh, you're discovering about life now. And and uh, my generation called it quote unquote adulting. I don't know if uh, your generation still calls it that or not. But uh, what what are you some things that you're discovering about that that maybe you didn't realize before when you were younger or that you had kind of taken for granted earlier in life and just talk about your, your journey into a young, into young adulthood. Yeah. Um, so I'm already real first off, uh, my fiance is amazing. Shannon, she's great. I way out kicked my coverage. She's a superstar and I better lock it down in October because yeah, let's just say she's great. Um, so, so just things I'm learning is that, uh, like your life is not about you. And that you're um, getting married and being and potentially being married in the future. I'm finding out there's a lot of sacrifice. Um, there are a lot of things that have already happened where um, I've had to put my uh, wants to the side, which is good. And I'm excited to be married, but it's coming up quicker than I think. Um, and outside of marriage, some other things I'm learning is just um, the adulting aspect of life. There are so many different jobs than just going to an office, clocking in and clocking out, mm, yeah. or going to a blue collar job and you know punching in, getting your hands dirty, and clocking out, like we talked about earlier. But um, and then the other thing is just networking and like making connections. And everybody says like how important it is, but that is 100% how you get jobs now. Like the first day we walked in, um, I'm in grad school Belmont. The first day we walked into Belmont, it was here's your first project. You are going to have to interview so many professionals in different industries of sports and you need to talk to them and ask them the same specific question and develop those relationships. And everyone always talks about it and it's very uh, like cliche. You're supposed to do it, but if you don't like from, you know, being in grad school, like you're not really going anywhere because no one can vouch for you, like your work. Um, Mm -hmm what you're doing in the, your specific field or industry whatever it is sports landscaping podcasting golf um, you got to have people that are in your corner yeah yeah exactly one of my favorite authors uh ken coleman he talks about it in his book called the proximity principle that uh mm-hmm. it, it's all about uh connections and and actually having relationships and he takes it a little bit further than just straight up networking like gathering business cards like we kind of talked about it um, when I was younger. That was kind of the the quote unquote networking of the way to to get jobs. But now nowadays you've got to you've got to have those connections, and you've got like you said, you've got to have people in your corner and people to to vouch for you. So um, 
kind of switching gears a little bit, let's talk about um, how you view generations prior to yours. I know uh, I'm a little bit a little bit older than uh, than you just are. A so, bit. Yeah, just just a tad. Um, since you're part of the generation that uh, that's kind of come after mine, I think they're they call your generation Generation Z, kind of after the millennial generation. Um, you've got some some unique views on the world and, and uh, that are probably a little bit different than my normal listening audience. So, what are some things about the older generation of men that uh, that specifically my generation, men in their 40s and and in their mid to late 30s that that you admire and maybe some things that you think that we can improve upon in the way we conduct ourselves and the way we impact the world? Yeah. Um, so I think the thing that I really admire about the generation and the thing that I necessarily don't admire is the same thing, um, both, both ways. And I think that is just the generation's organizational habits, their passion and their duty to their work. Um, it's very admirable with just how, like I've seen, you know, my dad and others and yourself just like, hey, I'm going to work and I'm going to grind. And like, this is like who I am. And then on the flip side of that, it's sad because I've seen a lot of my um, friends' fathers who, like, that is their identity. Mm, and yeah. it's, it's sad to see that kind of overcome and, like, become them. Like, if, for, if someone is, a, their dad's a lawyer, like, it's not, hey, this is my dad. It's my dad. He's a lawyer. Or like, you know, my dad is a math teacher, football coach. I introduce him as he's a teacher and a football coach. He's not my dad. Um, and I like I said, I admire that. I There's a lot of days that I wake up and I, you know, don't want to go even work at the bridge. And it's like part time. Right. But there's there's also a lot of days where I, you know, I see my dad wake up or I see other like, um, you know, from saying night at friend's house and their dad wakes up and they get, get going and they grind and that's just who they are. But on the flip side of that, like, I think there's a balance and there are certain people in like a generation, I think who have lost that. And um, I think the, like going back to question one, I think one of the things that I've seen specifically at the golf course, whether it's like they don't have a tea time or we don't have a tea time for them, um, like something has gone wrong it's their their ability to not be flexible their inflexibility if mm -hmm. that's a yeah. word or they they can't adapt They're too rigid yeah. yes correct and the but like i said i admire the structure and the um way that they want to get things done and in their mind they feel like they have to get them done but at the same time you have to give a little grace and be patient understanding with other circumstances that are around you and honestly out of your control. Sure, and, the, yeah. and that's where I see some situations come up where it's out of their control and they want to fix things. Cause like they're a man, they're a doer. Like, this is who I am. Like I put on this earth to do, do this and fix this problem, but I can't. And I have an interesting way of handling that. And they're really not aware of how they're reacting. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, that's one thing that I've struggled with as far as putting my identity into, into my work and being a little, a little rigid, a little too rigid with certain things. I, when it comes to, when it comes to golf, having been in the golf business myself, I've, I, I understand some of the things that can, that can go wrong and some of the things that are just kind of, that are just, you know, beyond, beyond your control. So, but then there's other aspects of life that I, you know, that, that I do kind of recognize that I am a little rigid and a little bit more structured about a little bit more of a quote unquote rule, rule followers. So, um, and, and that's putting, putting your identity into your work too. That's that, that can be a double-edged sword because if you are, if work is your quote unquote scorecard for life, then it's never going to be, it's never going to be good enough. Um, that's right. And I want to get your, get your reaction to this is that in, in the heart of every man, uh, I've talked about it in previous episodes, but 
in the heart of every man, I, I really believe that there is a, a core question that we're always asking ourselves. And that's, do I have what it takes? Can I come through? Um, and so how, how have you seen that manifest in your own life and in the, the male figures around you? And what, um, you know, is where, where would you go to get a healthy answer to that question? Yeah. Um, great, great question. Great question. Um, I think, I mean, I'm very blessed to, you know, first, uh, have a great dad, um, coming in and, you know, going throughout life and currently now, you know, roommate, friend, golf partner slash landlord all in one. Um, it's been, it's been a fun transition. Um, so there, um, there's a lot of, I've been very blessed recently to have a lot of really good church pastors um, pour into me just throughout small groups or community groups. And then uh, very recently, last summer, Shannon and I got placed in a nearly and newly married um, community group, and we weren't engaged yet at the time. So that was interesting. Okay. Um, but uh, they must have known something and, that you didn't. Right. I know. Seriously. And, um, the the couple who led it were the Coons and the man um his name was Scott Coon and mm -hmm. he is just an awesome awesome Christian guy I mean I can't like there's a lot of people that aren't you know in the ministry field I guess you could say that are just great Christian guys and I mean I would as much as you can, like put him up on a pedestal. I mean, just the way he interacts with his wife, the way he like devotes his time to his kids and his work, the balance, um, the way they just, he just loves people. We would always go over to their house for community group. And it was uh, before COVID, obviously it right. was a, um, yeah. it was a no brainer. I'm cooking dinner, come hungry. You're going to have leftovers come into my house. What do you want? What do you want to drink? What do you want to eat? Like y'all vote, I'll cook it. And just the opening up your home is something that we just don't do anymore as Americans. Like we don't even know our neighbors right. and they, yeah. it wasn't even a hesitation for them. It was like, we're meeting at our house and you're going to come and you're going to eat and it's going to be an amazing time. Um, yeah, he, he's someone who I would really lean on um, as long, you know, also was in pastors and then my dad, um, for sure. Those would probably be the main four, like, older um, gentlemen or people that I really look up to or would seek that advice from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one uh, another one of my favorite authors, um, he, he talks about taking that question, ultimately taking that question to God and taking that to Jesus and, and that you know, that that's the best way to get the answer to that question. And I mean, you've seen it being in, in a sport like golf and being in a business life, like golf, you, we've seen it where guys take that question of, do I have what it takes out onto the golf course? And it's never, you know, unless you are, unless you are tour capable, you really don't have a great answer to that question. And, and, Right. I've been guilty of doing that too, even in my younger days. And, you know, we might talk about a little bit about that in the, the bonus content, but, uh, um, switching gears back to, um, back to marriage, um, and your, mm -hmm. your upcoming, your upcoming wedding. And let me say to, um, publicly congratulations on your engagement. I know that's a, that's Thanks. a big deal for you. And, I and I it. remember we, I think we had just started following each other on Instagram when you had, uh, when you had, yeah. posted that and and uh it was i think it was one of the first posts that i saw and i was like well he's off to a good start you know and so <laughs> um yeah good, good friend of mine says uh, never trust a man who can't uh, outkick his coverage so um That's right to yeah. You on that. yeah yeah Thanks. um yeah so i mean what are you looking forward to most about it i know you can you know take take this opportunity to to, to brag on your fiance too i mean you did it oh, a little yeah. a little earlier here, but uh, you know, hopefully, she'll hear this and and you'll uh, you'll get some good reward points for it. But um, giving you a little bit of a softball here, but just tell us what you're looking yeah. forward to about marriage and and brag on your girl a little bit, man. Yeah, appreciate that slow pitch beach ball you just lobbed up there for me. Um, and I'll make sure we clip it the timing right where it's at for. There you go. Um, there you go. 
so yeah um what am i most looking forward to about marriage i just think i mean just hanging out with my best friend every day as much as we can um she truly is my best friend uh it's been a blessing just to be able to like do life with her um we met in college we have been uh, dating or going on dates whatever they call it now talking flirting whatever yeah seriously whatever it is um for about three years now and um it's been absolutely fantastic uh we got engaged on labor day weekend it was such a blessing to have her um best friend uh i just you know called her and i was like hey how's life blah blah like i got some news you know don't tell shannon i just recently bought a ring i would love to propose in chattanooga where we went to school um we were both in school at utc university university of tennessee chattanooga mm-hmm. yeah. and it's about two hours southeast Nashville. And there was this one spot that we would always go to on the river walk in Chattanooga. And that's kind of where we first became like, Hey, I like you. Um, You like me. Like we started having those talks and then on her porch swing, that was when it was like, Hey, like you, like you, like, I feel like you're not telling me something. And I actually checking out the first time. Oh, sorry about that. But uh, we, uh, she like gave me the opportunity. I was like, I don't really know. And then she said it. And I was like, actually, I was kidding. I really do. Um, and I mean, I just love her. Like she is my best friend. She's so kind. She's so loving. She's a nurse um, in the PICU, the pediatric intensive care unit at uh, Vanderbilt Monroe Carroll um, Children's Hospital. Oh, nice. And um, she is just a stud. I mean, she is phenomenal. Her job, she's gotten a bunch of, she's gotten two awards, at least that I know of, or recognitions um, by her managers and she's been on teams in zoom calls recently through COVID who have helped hire their new manager. Um, and she's just, she's just great. I mean, she's absolutely phenomenal. And I, I think the most thing I'm looking forward to is just spending time with her. And I know I talked about that sacrificing aspect. Um, but like I would do it and I can't wait, you know, I mean, I, cried like a baby when I saw her and I surprised her and we got engaged in Chattanooga and I mean I continue to cry like it's just she is she's just my best friend and I was like been very blessed to um be in you know, some leadership roles and past Christian fraternity and I always tell the young guys like hey I like this girl like you and Shannon you've been kicking it for so long and I was like you find a girl who you want to talk to all day long mm-hmm. and like that you can tolerate yeah and you want to make out with her that's the one (laughs) and that's kind of like the aspect of how i see most guys they just go for that third one and then they're like oh you know try to make all the other parts work and it yeah it doesn't necessarily work that way and like at the same time i've been very blessed to have people point me like your body's not going to work when you're 90 but like your brain is and who do you want to sit next to on your rocking chair and your porch and you know the grow old the cliche phase but like that, that's what I want. And like, I just, I'm just excited and October can't come soon enough. Um, I mean, my golf game, it can obviously wait for the golf game, play a little more rounds, but at the same right, time, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm very, I'm very looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm jacked up. Well, you know, you can bring her out to the golf course if she wants to, you know, I'm sure uh, Scott, Scott will give her a few lessons. Yeah, so actually, that'd be a great date then, idea. I've I've got another friend who just yeah. got married, and I'd be like, that'd be a great date idea. Is doing like a group lesson, you know? Yeah, uh, that's phenomenal. She um, she we've actually been to Top Golf twice together, like yeah. via groups or um, and no, so I think yeah, it's been three times. We've actually been three times together with groups, and she's beaten me all three times. Our first game. Wow. And the second game, I had to step it up a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Top golf, not real golf, but we're not getting into that. But anyway, <laughs> she, uh, she somehow, some way, she just destroyed me those first three times. And she lets me know every time we talk about it. Well, yeah, I, I dated a girl. It was pretty similar situation to, to that. She, uh, she beat me pretty bad at pool one, one night. And yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah, she let me. Uh, she let me know about that. She's like, I don't think there's any sport that we could do that I couldn't beat you at. You know, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. easy now. Yeah. 
Well, that uh, that's going to wrap it up for our first segment here. My guest is Connor Rietveld. He is a sport management, um, not major. What do you call um, master's candidate? I don't know what's the what's the proper term. Yeah, master's candidacy, future masters. It's it's all the same. Another yeah. another piece of paper to hopefully make me more qualified. There you go. There you go. An all around good guy. He is Connor Rietveld. We are gonna take a quick break here and then we're going to come back with uh, some more questions kind of get into a little bit more about uh, about him as a person his uh, his interests and passions and uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up all on a nice little bow but uh, stick with us this is the m60 podcast hey just a quick reminder to like this episode Subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a five-star review. So we're getting into the fall and the winter months here in North America, and if you're like me and you love to go out on the golf course and make new friends and strengthen your bond with existing friends, that's getting harder and harder to do with the weather coming at a premium and with daylight also coming at a premium. So what can we do to grow ourselves in the game of golf? Well, we can be like everybody else. We can watch certain YouTube channels and instructional videos and act like we're getting good information. We can follow certain accounts on Instagram that really don't do anything to apply to us. We can peruse Golf Galaxy till the cows come home. Or what you can do is you can become a student of the game of golf. One of the best publications to help you do that is my friend Scott Hassey's book that's entitled The Champion's Playbook, Thinking Your Way to Lower Scores. In this book, Scott's going to run you through seven courses about how you can enhance your course strategy. Everything from what you believe, understanding the architect, developing your plan, mind control, and developing your instincts, and a whole lot more. Scott also produces a podcast here in Franklin, Tennessee called the Champions Playbook Podcast. I'll have links for both of those in the show notes below. So click on that link in the show notes, or you can come on down to Franklin Bridge Golf Club if you're here in Franklin, Tennessee, and pick up a copy of Scott's book, The Champions Playbook. Thinking Your Way to Lower Scores. Also check out his podcast, The Champions Playbook Podcast, featuring episode 13's guest, Jack Beard. Links for the podcast and his book are in the show notes. If you're interested in interacting with the show on social media, you can click on my link tree in the show notes, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now you can find me on Parlor. Just search M60 Podcast on all of those platforms, and you can find me there. If you're interested in contributing an article that you want me to talk about in a future episode or minisode, just email me, m60podcast at gmail.com and put article in the subject line. If you are interested in contributing to the content and the creation of this show, you can find me on PayPal and Patreon. Both of those links are in my link tree. There's some really great stuff and some really great bonus material on my Patreon page, so check it out. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the M60 Podcast. I am your host, John Waltz. Joining me this episode is Mr. Connor Rietveld from Franklin Bridge Golf Club is where he and I met, but uh, he's, he's a lot more of a deeper individual than that which we're going to talk to him a little bit about that here in this segment so connor jumping right into it um you're you, we've talked about it uh, you're testing the waters of uh, starting your own po- podcast and your own brand so tell us a little bit about what uh, what you got on your mind and uh, and how you uh, want to shape this thing and and uh, you know give yourself a give yourself a plug here yeah so appreciate the uh the beach ball size 
live once again. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, so, well, I, I started early, off with such a hard question that I figure I got to give you a couple yeah. easy ones in there. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so, through um, just the coronavirus and the the um, the pandemic, it's, it's a lot of downtime and just kind of exploring hobbies and like what I like to do, things to do in the future. And I just love talking to people and, and building relationships. And I was like, you know, let me explore this podcast thing. So read, read some articles, did some my own Google research, did some YouTube. I was fortunate enough to have um, a strapping young lad, John Waltz at the Franklin Bridge Golf Club, who does his own podcast, talk to me about his experience and stuff. And your most recent um, person, also Jack Beard, we kind of broke down some things and just talked about the podcast world as a whole. Um, and I just kind of, I got, I got the hook, got the itch. Um, so currently at the moment, um, I got the podcast name of The Strategy, uh, and it's going to be The Young Jesus Lover's Guide to Birdies, Worries, and Getting Ready for Your 30s. Uh, let me repeat that again. There you go. I'm sure I mumbled it in there somewhere. Uh, the Strategy, The Young Jesus Lover's Guide for to Birdies, Worries, and Getting Ready for Your 30s. Um, so I just kind of want to make it a podcast for young Christians who are searching and looking for advice. Um, practical steps and just a simple, uh, just a simple good time to talk about Jesus. Uh, and I definitely want to bring people on. Um, as a 24 year old, I don't know really anything about my 30s, but at the same time, I kind of feel called and knowing a lot of people who are in that phase of life or after their 30s can give knowledge and everybody wants to give back. Like, but you know, besides financially in your time, I just think this is a great way to give back to the younger generation and we have such a societal issue of like we talked about the identity and social media and if you haven't right, watched the social yeah. dilemma on netflix go watch it but like it, it's like not ruining our generation but it's it's changing a lot of things and the stress and anxiety of life and i just really want to bring people on talk about specific um topics very specific like finances wealth what it's like to get a job what it's like to go to work like how do you, you know, church shop if you go to a new city? What, like, how important is community? Um, and then within all that, of course, talk about golf a little bit in there, um, and then kind of just the day-to-day routine, and we'll see where that goes. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the shameless plug, and that's where we're at. And hopefully, um, once the new year hits and Christmas rolls in, I'm able to, um, you know, accumulate some cash buy some right. podcast yeah. gear and then um we'll get rolling and um i'll have you know the m60 john waltz host kind of backing me up and yeah. giving me yeah. the uh metaphorical tap on the back let's let's get you know keep rolling Connor. yeah 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 definitely well you know and I'll, I'll be happy to uh to be on there anytime you anytime you need me man i, I can definitely uh I've done some things right and done, done some things wrong and, uh, in both podcasting and life and even in the golf business. So, and, and I am, I, I, I hate to admit it, but, uh, I'm, I am 38 years old. So I, I've got, uh, I've got a little bit of wisdom to, uh, to impart to, to guys in your generation. So I'd, I'd be happy to, to step up and do that for you. So whenever you're ready to go, we can, uh, we can, we can do it, man definitely 38 but young at heart for sure <laughs> yeah 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 38 going on uh on eight some days yeah <laughs> uh, so hey we uh we met at franklin bridge golf club here in, in franklin um and you know one th- one common thing that everybody talks about is the the culture that uh that's been created there by uh by the uh, most recent owner brooks west um so Talk to us a little bit about your experience there and, and how you've grown as an individual uh, in, in your time there. I know you said it's only part time, but but I can tell that it's just I, I can tell that, that Brooks has got a really good thing going there and, and he's got a really great culture and he's got a really great group of, uh, of people working working for him there. So just talk to us a little bit about uh, give us some some inside baseball there of, of uh, what it's what it's been like at the bridge and what it's like to, to work with some great guys out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first, thanks for saying that. And yeah, kudos to Brooke. He, Brooke, he took it off and ran with it. And I um, got the job and was hired out there in late May of 2019, early June 2019, um, was just randomly hitting range balls with um, 
pops that's what you know he goes by at the course and my dad mm-hmm. um yep. drive range one day and there was a sign now hiring and i didn't even know what a bogey was i hadn't played a full 18 rounds of golf ever in my entire life that wow. actually meant something uh i mean had my own clubs i was using his and then randomly went in there and they must have been really desperate to hire me at the time <laughs> but yeah hit it off with evan and got a job in the pro shop part-time um evan coppolo shout out to evan yep. he is the yep. golf experience director he is brooks's uh right hand and left hand man he it would be my boss um outside of brooks excuse me but yeah evan it's been awesome to work for. Brooks has been great. The culture at the bridge is really cool. Uh, um, being someone who has never been in the golf industry before that, it, it's been cool to experience a public course have that strong of a community. Mm, yeah, and definitely. That's, yeah. yeah, and that that's like kudos to Brooks, yes, Evan, myself, but that's also kudos to the River Club members, the Persimmon Pub employees, the maintenance staff that Adams hired and has, even the outside service car boys, you know, they don't they don't ever get enough love. They always get crapped on. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. they're they're the one picking all those range balls. They're the one getting all those, you know, carts rolling up. And I just think it's a blessing to be the only public 18 hole golf course in Williamson County, which um, is very affluent. And mm-hmm, yeah. like once again, kudos to Bush for not making it private. Um, because he easily could and it's very cool to see like y'all the river club members like form relationships and form friendships the coolest thing for me as an employee is to see john waltz is playing with so-and-so and then this other random river club member has a twosome they walk in they play golf together then the next week at the same time john waltz made the tea time for his friend and then those two other river club members are playing with john waltz because they connected um that is almost like me being a dad and seeing like the kids growing up and like hanging out with their friends yeah that yeah. is very cool um so as much as like brooks has done he's done amazing things and evident you know pro part-time pro shop it's kudos to y'all and like the river club members and i just think it's been a blessing to kind of see the it take off and um it's it's been a pretty good experience so far and i you know the podcast bug i've been bitten and bitten hard by the golf bug and it's sickening my bank account doesn't like it <laughs> yeah yeah and in that times doesn't like it but uh it's it is a fun fun game and sport and really lifestyle um it's just it's something that's been phenomenal and also you know we haven't talked about six foot seven gaining 10 pounds a day scott has to yeah, get yeah but he has been tremendous for that golf course as well um he's just kind of came in with a different mindset and motivation and he just has kind of taken the instruction program in new heights um i think it's kudos to him for just the relationships he develops with people mm-hmm. um yeah like that i think what makes a great teacher in anything or a great coach yeah um like i'm first i'm big on relationships i'm not going to respond to you if you don't care if i don't know you care about me and like i know scott has cares about me and he i feel like he would care about all his um students as well yeah. um, so that's kind of been the cool vibes and yeah the bridge is the bridge is a special place and I'm just glad there's there's tea times now for people and things are starting to settle down and it's getting rolling. But yeah, all in all, it's been special and it's it's been a fun time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with every, especially with uh, what you were saying about Scott. Scott and I have become pretty pretty good friends here over the the short time that we've known each other, and he's been on my podcast um, episode nine. So if for those of you in the listening audience that haven't given that one a listen, that's one of the uh, episodes that I'm. I'm particularly proud of it's uh, we had a really good conversation in there um so and I've been on his podcast uh a few times um and you'll in you you will have heard in the uh the advertising between the two segments I always do a, a spot for his podcast and for his book so uh, that's just kind of the impact that that and influence that 
he's had on me and and you you can definitely tell that that he cares about his students and you can tell uh, when you talk to Brooks too that this is something that he he feels called to and that he genuinely cares about so you know we just want to give uh, public kudos to those two guys and and uh, we you know well those of us who are paying customers will do our best to keep it going too and and <laughs> Hey, and you're right too, man. I mean, I, I um, good a guy that I met um, playing golf um, back in the summertime when there was still daylight and it was still warm enough. My buddy, my buddy Brian and I, we would go out there once a week during the early part of the week and walk nine holes, and we just called it our Monday walkies, you know. And and so we met uh, met a young young man who had just moved to the area, and he had just started a river club membership there, and he he's become one of our good friends and and so we kind of not really dubbed ourselves the three amigos but you know we're kind of like the group or something you know so and, and he just recently he just recently got married and we live in the same apartment complex because i told him about where i was living and he was really uh, really happy with it and of course it's in close proximity to the golf course so um but yeah you know that's just the type of things that and if you're in a good situation it golf wise that's that's the kind of things that happen you know that, that you just you meet you meet new friends and you strengthen bonds with uh, with existing friends. So, um, so let's switch gears a little bit here on this next question. Um, let's talk uh, about your own life goals and your own aspirations beyond beyond golf and podcasting. You know what uh, what are you setting out to do, and what are your uh, aspirations as far as how you're going to make a dent in the universe? Yeah. Um, so. Just first, um, nothing career related. I'll do another two part answer for this. Um, I just think it deserves the time and attention. Uh, first, I I just want to you know serve God as much as I can and like really truly be a Christian and act it out and live it out. Um, I fall short every day. I sin every day. I mess up every day. Um, but I just you know take up a cross and grind and. I uh, have not, I have always been very quick with my words. And I mean, just a small example, I got baptized in Chattanooga and I texted the pastor who was kind of working me with, uh, working throughout the process with me. And I was like, you know what? Like I sent him a text, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get this money for Jesus. And it's just like some, some things like that. And I'm just like very motivated towards um, that first and foremost. Um, and I want to be remembered for like who I was, not what I did. And right, I think yeah. that's important in our world today to where like, if, you know, I die today, it's not Connor worked at the bridge. It was Connor and I knew him because of X, Y, and Z or just, you know, X. Um, and I want to be a great husband to Shannon. I mean, we talked about it for so much. Like I, I'm so ready for that. And I, I want to be a great husband. If we're blessed, I want to be a great father. Um, and I, I hope I am a great son to my parents and I hope I'm a great brother to my sister. Um, and I just, those are the, the simple things, but they're so big um, and so meaningful mm -hmm. just with, like I said, we talk about the coronavirus and the pandemic, but like family has meant so much and um, quarantining or being isolated with your family. It, um, excuse me, it can, it can be fun, but it can be stressful, but at the same time, more fun than stressful. Those are important um, leaving my mark or impact on the world with sport administration. There's so many different ways I could go, uh, but kind of the two realms I'm looking at right now are high school athletics. I just love high school athletics. Um, there really is nothing like Friday night lights and I w don't want to necessarily coach. I want to be the person behind the scenes. Um, if we're diving in, you know, to the Enneagram at all and we kind of work through that, I guess if we need to, but I'm an Enneagram type too, where like I'm the helper, I'm the servant. I love, mm -hmm. Like I love being the person behind the scenes and operating and doing the late night and the early setup. Uh, that is just so cool to me. Being in athletic administration and seeing those kids and those students grow is phenomenal. I also really love student athlete development, which is this new niche kind of market in the college athletics realm where if you're John Waltz, you're a college golfer on um, Nashville University's men's golf team you come to me and you say, Hey, I want to be in a podcast. Like I want to run my own podcast. I want to have my business. All right, cool. I am the in between between, uh, between you 
your advisor, your coach, and I'm basically your career development and like life development. I would set you up with someone in the podcast industry world. You give me your resume. Hey, John, it looks like crap or it looks great. Let's go fix it or continue yeah. on what you're doing. Hey, what are you doing this summer? Oh, here's an internship, you know, 107.5 radio. You need to learn radio stuff. Or here's, you know, hey, I have a friend who works for Joe, Joe Rogan Experience. Let's go get it. Here's this. I have a friend who works in the briefing with Albert Moeller. Um, simple things like that. And there's just, just so much athlete identity. And we talked about that. It was so big. But so many student athletes graduate and don't have any clue where they're going to go, um, especially males. Yeah. And it's sad because there's so many college football athletes who devoted in their time and energy and their passion, um, literal blood, sweat, and tears. And they don't have a plan. And it's just sad because they have a great GPA. They've done all these things. And if you're in the corporate world, who doesn't want to hire someone who's worked basically for four years and grinded at their job and perfected their craft? It's uh, it's just sad to see those guys kind of hurt. And that's kind of where I'm, my two passions are. And hopefully through those avenues, you know, serving Christ and serving those people. And that's kind of where I hope to make my impact. And first and foremost, you know, just further the kingdom yeah yeah amen amen that's that's great stuff man yeah i i kind of wish i had had a little bit more of that when i was going through college i uh i was on our college's football team and so yeah. that was kind of a lot of even though it was you know a junior college even though it was a division three a, a lot of my it's identity a, it's a lot yeah, it is a lot. And, 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 uh, a lot of my identity was even derived from that. Like, you know, I, I, one of the first things when I would introduce my myself to people be like, Oh, I'm, I go to tri-state and I play football, you know, it wasn't, you know, what are you majoring and what do you, what do you want to do after college? Like, well, I go to school and I'm, and I'm on the football team, you know, so that's, that's definitely something needed. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the first segment about guys, uh, deriving their identity from, you know, unhealthy places or places that places other than, than God and places other than what, what God says about them, rather they identify themselves as, as an athlete or they, they're the CEO of, of XYZ company, or, you know, they're, they're, they don't see themselves in the, the larger, larger story in the larger context of, of who they could be in, in the world. So that's a, that's a great answer. And that's, that's some good stuff there. So I, I wish you well on that and anything I can do to, to help you with that, you know, let, let me know. Um, and Thanks, so that. let's, uh, let's change gears one more time here. We're, we're into yeah. the, into the last question here. And, uh, I wrap this, uh, I wrap things up with this question, uh, with, with every guest. Um, so I, I'm sure you've probably been in a position like this and, you know, you'll probably find yourself in this kind of position again, but let's just say that there's a, a young man who's kind of coming into his own in the world, but he's gotten rather cynical towards life and he's gotten rather down on the world and, and discouraged what kind of advice and encouragement would you give to a young man who's in that situation that they're, they're just hurting and they're cynical and they're, they're down on the world and they're not really sure what's what, what to do or where, where to go from here. What kind of advice would you give him and what kind of encouragement would you give him? Yeah. Um, once again, great final question. Love it. Um, and I love hearing other people's answers on the podcast. Uh, I just think first is you have to find community wherever you are in life, whether it is the Franklin Bridge Golf Club, it is um, at your church, it's your family, guys you work out with, wherever it is, you have to find community. And within that community, you have to identify one or two people who you can kind of identify as your accountability group or a friend that you feel comfortable enough where you can go to them and say like, hey, I'm I'm not really feeling right today. What's going on? And they can either encourage you in that where they see that aspect of you or encourage you out of that mood that you are in. And they're very truthful and the truth hurts sometimes. But at the same time, when it comes from someone who loves you and they say it out of love and not out of hatred or judgment, 
it's it's the best thing that you can be given that day um and just find your passion everyone is passionate about something everybody likes something everybody loves to do something whether for us it's golf podcasting sports if you like to cook if you like to bake if you like to um ride bikes run i mean find some you like to do music you like to you're an artist find something that you get joy out of um when we talked about you know this nine to five you have to find something else that is a hobby that you really really enjoy and that you can continue to do throughout a lifetime um and just cling to that and if your passion can become it can provide you some financial reassurance, like good for you, continue to do that. That's amazing. Um, but that's kind of why I would just encourage those three guys, those first two things is find community, find friends. It's hard. Making friends sucks. Um, find um, and then find your passion and cling to that and be true to that and be okay with it not being other people's passions also. Um, and don't let people make fun of you for your passions. If they're making fun of you, they're not your real friends. Find some different community. Um, and then lastly is, you know, I'm, I'm selfishly motivated by this answer, but like get married, find someone who is going to be your future, you know, old rocker on the front porch. And it's, it's way easier said than done. Like I've been very blessed that God placed Shannon into my life. And, um, she said, she said, yes, <laughs> blessed that she said yes, but also just, you know, find, find a woman. Like God did not make us to be alone. And you got, you got to find someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. And so just find community, find friends within that, find your passion. And lastly, just find your wife and just pray, pray for her hard because if you don't, you know, and run your race and don't necessarily look. One of the best advice I ever got from someone was, and it's been said before, but run your race and like run straight towards God and look to your left and your right. And that's where you'll find your wife. Um, because you don't want to be someone who is searching and then it's unhealthy and you want her to be running towards God just as fast mm -hmm. as you are. Yeah. And then you guys will have a great relationship together in that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good stuff, Connor. Good stuff. Thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show. And yeah. for letting me talk to you a little bit here about this and, and just the opportunity to get you get to know you a little bit better, too. I know uh, everybody at the bridge says really great things about you, that you are a genuinely good man. So I, I really appreciate you Thanks, taking man. the time to to join this to, to join us on the show today. So is there anything else that you want to plug before we uh, we wrap things up or. Um, Shannon, you're amazing. I love you shout out to you um no yeah john seriously thank you for letting me be on here um you're the man keep keep doing what you're doing and i can't wait to see you at the golf course and just yeah it's, it's been a fun ride and yeah I'm, I'm honored when you when you let me know or hit me up i was like man let's go I'm fired up um so yeah, it, thanks yeah, for that john i feel and, bad for having to, to move the date around on you it's just no, like, no 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 don't don't it's all good no, seriously all good um it if that's one thing, the flexibility thing we talked about with guys and like yeah, rolling funds. Yeah. If you haven't learned now that dates are gonna get moved with COVID, you're really, you're really lost. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need a whole different podcast as this one. So yeah. he is Connor Rietveld. I am John Waltz. This is the M60 podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Big ups, big thanks to Connor Rietveld for joining me on this episode of the M60 Podcast. Be sure and check out the M60 Podcast mini-sodes. I have two of those up right now. And also, once again, check out my link tree for my Patreon, PayPal, and social media accounts. I am your host, John Waltz. This is the M60 Podcast, and we will talk to you next time.